at the end of the day, it's status quo. Like the, the macro, the micro is changing, but the macro is not. Um, and, not and I'm not worried. Macro talks, man. You like that, yeah, dude? The, like, Economics 101, yeah, baby. We do a lot of things. You know, we, we do a lot of things here on Beyond the Diamond. But, you know, our, our weekly uh, word of the day and word of the episode is usually our top priority. Um, obviously, we have dog of the week. But then when you bring in macro dog. and micro, dude, I mean, name a podcast that's doing that in the city or in the nation. I mean, Can't. what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lima, Apollo Dez, producer Josh here with you. It's the off season and we are off to a hot start. The Houston Astros coming off a World Series championship. And well, let's just put it to you this way. James Click, no longer the GM. The Astros parting ways with James Click. Uh, Andrew Ball and Bill Furcus are now the interim GM, if you will. Andrew Ball, the assistant GM. And Bill Furcus, what was his official title? Assistant regional, assistant to the regional manager. Is that what it is? <clears throat> All I know yeah. is Bill Furcus is not, that's not a real name. Uh, yeah, it is. Or is it Scott Furcus? No, I know. No, I know. I mean, oh. that's what they're saying. That sounds it sounds like a name out of like witness protection. Oh my god. I'm like fact I'm like fact checking myself. I'm like, I know it's Bill Furcus. He was senior director of baseball strategy. That, yes, regional manager, just like Des said. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Bill Furcus, Andrew Ball. Bill, Bill they're running the interim, uh, helping along the way with Jim Crane. Uh, so what do, how are we feeling about it? I know a lot of people, uh, you know, the reactions that I saw were pretty upset. That the Astros hot in the streets. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, the streets were saying that people were upset that James Click. He was offered what a one-year deal to come back as the general manager, a million bucks or whatever it was. He declined, and then they parted ways. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. But how are we feeling about it, guys? How are we feeling? Um, I I mean, if you've had a conversation with me, you knew this was coming um, for about a year and a half now. Uh, I don't like talking bad about anyone. I think James Click did a, a, a decent, great job. He brought a World Series uh, back to the city. He built um, a really good bullpen um, that, you know, was just lethal down the stretch. But uh, there is this you have to match your boss's energy and 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 that's having that fuck you gene. And. <clears throat> James Click just operated as James Click, and you can't fault him for being who he was and staying true to who he was. Um, the GM position for the Houston Astros, you have to learn how to play the Game of Thrones. I, I really do. Like, I know Brian doesn't like all these references to Game of Thrones, but you got to just be able to be a politician. I, I think like Mac Brown back in the day, like be able to coach at a school at University of Texas and have boosters that make decisions and money's being thrown around and they're all billionaires. You got to learn how to work a room and, and, and walk that, that line that some people don't like to walk. And I, I don't fault him for, for staying true to who he was. And, um, that's just the, it's just the name of the game. And, uh, obviously you just want to focus on baseball, but the other side of things, you gotta, you gotta match that energy. And so, um, it was a long time coming. Um, I think it was, uh, you know, both sides didn't want to keep keep doing it. I think it was disrespectful for a one-year um, contract offer, and I also don't think he probably should have given him that. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, people don't work out. That's just life. That is just business one-on-one. -on -one. Um, 
would it, how awkward it would have been just him walking around like for that one year deal, just being a stopgap for the next guy. It's just it's just bad. So now the Astros are just trying to make baseball even more harder. Like they've already completed the game. Now they're doing all these side conquest missions where like let's go win a World Series with no GM and like maybe in 2024 we'll just won't even hire a coach and like we'll just try keep doing these side quests. But um, I, I'm okay with the decision because it just would have been awkward if it was just a one year deal. So like at the end of the day, sometimes it's best to shake hands and and mutually part. Yeah, I think when it comes to yeah. Jim Crane. What is Jim Crane? He's a business owner. He's owned many businesses. Jim Crane Worldwide or International or whatever his big logistics company is, is a very, very wealthy organization because he built it that way. He is a business owner. What are the Astros? Unfortunately, at the end of the day, they are a business. Sometimes, like you said, Des, sometimes in life, when it comes to business, things don't work out. There was obviously some philosophical differences. So Jim Crane, as a business owner, has the right to get rid of a general manager. They offered him a one-year deal. I think personally, if I'm in business and I got a one-year deal, I can read the writing on the wall. And I wouldn't have taken it either. So it's okay for James Click to say, no, I don't want that. And it's okay for Jim Crane to offer him that. So now that's where we are. James Click does deserve a lot of credit. Look what he's done with his bullpen and the pitching staff. Bringing in Kendall Graveman last year, and who did he get in that? He got Montero. Bringing in Christian Vasquez was a really good move this year. Obviously, we didn't see a lot of Will Smith, and we didn't see uh, what we wanted to out of Trey Mancini, but still, there were good moves along the way. I think with James Click coming from Tampa Bay and having that type of experience and that type of mindset, if you will, it's not what, Jane, uh, what uh, uh, Jim Crane wants. He wants somebody that's going to be more aggressive and want someone to um, make bigger moves and things like that. And that's fine. It's fine. At the end of the day, James Click is a smart dude. He, he graduated from Yale. That's, that's Ivy League. He's going to be fine. He's going to find another job in baseball. And I have no doubt in my mind that he will do very, very well. And he will succeed because he is a smart dude, a smart baseball guy. It just didn't work. Now, the optics of it, sure, from the outside looking in, being fired after winning a World Series, like, yeah, that sucks. But how else you want to do it? Have him have a year and he's just, he knows that his job is done after this year. And then they bring in uh, David Stearns after 2023 or someone else. I mean, that's the only part where people see like, uh, Jim Crane, not a good man, not a good business owner. Bullshit. Look how many good things that Jim Crane has done. Like I said it this morning on the radio, like people were questioning Jim Crane because this bullshit article that Jeff Passan wrote where it kind of, you know, he takes a couple of cheap shots, questions Jim Crane, says this, says that. People read just headlines and narratives and things like that. It's just further proof of people trying to get after the Astros every chance they get. But what has Jim Crane done as an owner here in the city of Houston that has made you not believe in him? Who is the first team to get their minor leaguers housing? All from top to bottom, from low A all the way up. Who was it? It was the Houston Astros. In 2017, Jim Crane, as an owner, paid for every single employee of the Astros to get World Series rings, and he's going to do it again this year. Jim Crane has done really good things as an owner, so I don't understand why people are like, oh, questioning him. It's, it's poorly run. It's, it's a bad culture, blah, blah, blah. No, bullshit. It's the national media and people that have no fucking clue what they're talking about trying to attack the Astros like we've seen over the last six years. Yeah, it's, it's very much a... 
a, a good boys club on the on the media side, national media side, and and I, it's just protecting uh, James Click and the other GMs, and that's all it is, and and the stuff that's coming out. And honestly, I bet you Crane just pisses on that article. I mean, it really does. Like at the end of the day, he's got his second title. His his club is worth way more than what he bought it for. Um, and at the end of the day, like the only thing that's kind of just upsetting with me and, and, and I'll think I like will change my narrative or tune a bit is if it's Brad Osmus. I saw that name saw today with Nexus Stearns and say, if, if, if it's Osmus, then there's, there's, there's a real problem going on. Uh, we're getting a lot of his guys around, but if you go get a guy in the Lunau tree, um, so I'm not, I'm not. I'm waiting to see what that move is. And it, it may not even be a move. It may just be a, a GM by committee, which is fine. Um, and you go get your guy in, in 2023. But at the end of the day, like, you knew all this was kind of coming. And and when I say that, you knew that Crane has been adamant. He, was, he wants to be on the baseball ops side, and he doesn't want to be blindsided for what happened in 17 again. Um, you should have known this if you're listening or watching that when Reed Ryan was replaced with his own son, uh, Crane's son, like you kind of knew that things were being set and put in motion where Crane is having his guys at all levels. And and as you should, you own the team. Do 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 what you want to do to make sure you're protected, not being blindsided again or whatever that is. But there's there's a big difference between being worried about Crane becoming Jerry Jones and actually Jerry Jones. And as a fan of the Cowboys, I know that. Yeah. And I don't see those similarities yet. Um, obviously, things change. But look, at the end of the day, the team that's on the field next year is 90% returning, right? Um, you have a manager that knows a game uh, in and out. He, he's been able to lead this group of men to the World Series and to win. And you have a, a a locker room that is so veteran led and player led that I'd be worried if this was like the 2015 Astros with all the young guys or whatever it is. And now you're having all this like, do we believe in analytics? Are we going with like the old school mentality? But no, like it's it's we're Alabama. Like nothing changes. You you plug and play and you keep going. Like Alex Bregman or Jose Altuve is all of a sudden not gonna like believe in analytics. Like, like, like I, I think that's what everyone's like worried about. This this team and everyone they they the players they have the routine they know what they have they know like the data they have like we've ha- we've talked to the guys before. Some people use certain stats and some people don't, and, and that's just who you are as a player. And I don't think any of that changes. Um, now, like if the the GM by committee was like, okay, we have no we have no you know advanced analytics department anymore, then like okay, obviously red flag, but. At the end of the day, it's status quo. Like the, the macro, the micro is changing, but the macro is not. Um, and, not and I'm not worried. Macro talks, man. You like that, yeah, dude? The like, economics 101, yeah, baby. We do a lot of things. You know, we, we do a lot of things here on Beyond the Diamond. But you know, our our weekly uh, word of the day and word of the episode is usually our top priority. Um, obviously, we have dog of the week. But then when you bring in macro dog. and micro, dude. I mean, name a podcast that's doing that in the city. Or in the nation, I mean, can't. I mean, if they if they want to just add me on the analytics team, right. they can they can do throw, that. Throw us some airline miles. Um, I know, yeah, I know. I know a little macro micro, but 
look, the guys that are still there and, and everyone that's part of the analytics team, they're still going to fucking work their asses off and, and do their job. Like nothing changes. Yeah. Um, well, they, they, they know, the, they know different. the formula. They know the formula that's won them two championships. They're not going to just yeah. like yeah. throw that out the window they're gonna, <laughs> tomorrow. They're not going to go away from it. I don't understand why people are so quick to do the Jim Crane versus Jerry Jones comparison. I mean, I get why they're doing it. Jerry Jones likes to be hands-on with his team, with business decisions and with uh, team decisions. When it comes to the Cowboys, I think Jim Crane has had a hand in every big decision for the last six, seven years. So it's it nothing could, new. It could and, be and, way worse. It could be the Nationals GM who turned down trades that could help their team. It could be the Angels GM who right. just is a or owner who just like sucks. Yeah, like, like look at like it could be way, way worse. Like look at all of the uh, historic good franchises in all of sports. Like, like let's go to the NFL. Like the Steelers, the the the, the Steelers have really good the ownership. Family, right? yeah. The Rooney family, right? They don't put up with bullshit, and they've been historically good. I know they're in a down year this year because they got a rookie quarterback and all that other bullshit. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you, you look in in baseball, like, and in the first one, who Steinbrenner? Yeah, I mean historically they're pretty good. They've had some down years, but like. Well, it, back when back when Daddy Steinbrenner was all yeah, George when George Steinbrenner they, like dude, those were, teams yeah. those teams were fucking good. And when you look at um, when you look at Jim Crane and then in baseball, and then you compare him to like dude, what the what the Angels have done, like it's it's embarrassing. Like they have literally two of the generational talents on their team, and they still can't even come close to sniffing the playoffs. I'll take a GM. I'll take an owner that's willing to spend and wants to be like involved and like wants to is actually like interested. You know, like not just like I own this team, whatever. Like somebody that's actually invested, because then they're really they're going to put their money where their mouth is. Uh, Robert it's an Kraft, investment. It's an Robert, investment. Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft in the NFL. Like, look how good the Patriots are. Like, it could be way worse, and people. I don't get it, man. I just, you know, one like, move, I, get rid of the general manager, and then all of a sudden Jim Crane's a bad owner and he's toxic and all this other bullshit. It doesn't make any sense to me. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to carry the water for a billionaire and, and he's doing all right. It's just the fact that you had, you just didn't have a relationship that worked. And there was no point of staying together for the kids when the kids are going to college. Like, uh, that's what the reality yeah. was. And well, so it, I just, I just, I, I understand why people are upset. I understand the optics of it. I understand like, Hey, James click won a world series, but it, it's yes. He made the pin. Yes. He made other decisions that didn't work or he didn't make decisions that, that crane wanted to do. Um, but there's no, why, why would you want to have another year of just of, of this disconnect? Like, just cut ties with it. And it's okay. It's fine. Like these guys are adults. They're, they're grown ass men. Like, like you said, James clicks going to be, he's a world series champion GM. That's on his resume forever. He's going to be just fine getting jobs for other organizations and turning around other organizations. Um, I mean, he but, did a great job, but somebody said that clicks mindset was still in that raise mentality. Yeah. That's why, like, that's why I said we earlier, don't have, we don't have the money. So we, I got to, I got to nitpick right. deals here and there, but Crane is just like, 
look, the, go the, do the, it. Go do it. Go do it. Yeah. Follow how it is. The table's hot. You you keep pressing. You keep pushing your bets and you keep pressing and, until the table's not hot. And I, I think anytime you're in, in business, whether you're selling lemonade at the in your neighborhood or you're a billionaire that owns an enterprise organization and you know a baseball team, when you see a gap, you exploit that gap and, and, and you and you go all in. And at the end of the day, that's what they're doing. They're making decisions to, to, to win. And I, I understand the other side of like, look, the Montero thing right off the bat probably didn't look good. Uh, definitely an overpay. But look, you just made sure the best bullpen in baseball stay together. Um, I'm not going to be upset that Rafael Montero just got life changing money for his family. Yeah. Like, yes, he's 32. Yes, he's he got a little paid over AAB. But at the end of the day, like, good for him. He. he and good for the Astros and 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 James Click to change his life forever and and the analytics team that you know like hey you need to do this and he listened and and he thrived so <clears throat> at the end of the day like he he's Crane's not gonna he's not gonna sit here and and we'll see the decision with Justin Verlander when I think uh, it's probably gonna drop here kind of you know over the next few weeks but. I think the Astros are out. I, th- I think I think Justin Verlander and his and his team in camp have a, a number that is like 40-45, which is a strong number and a big number that he deserves, and he deserves to get that bag. And I think Crane is at a number around 30. And, like, it'd be different if he threw him 50. Like, you know, like if he overcompensated and tried to get Verlander back. So I think that's a big thing right there that Crane's still not willing to Give those mega. It's the same guy that didn't pay Carlos Correa, right? Yeah. He's the same guy that didn't pay George Springer. He's the same guy that didn't pay Garrett Cole. Like he's not going to give those contracts out a uh, long term, and that's his that's his mo. And I don't think he's going to do it with Verlander. And the same people that were upset about overpaying Montero shouldn't be upset when the Astros don't pay Justin Verlander and overpay him. So like you you can't have your your cake and eat it too if if you're like upset about the Montero stuff, which is. You know, you you can be upset because it isn't a slight overpay right now, but the market changed and go get your guy. And you have the best bullpen in baseball still. Yeah, as long you as looking looking at the Montero deal, you can <clears> say, <throat> oh, maybe a slight overpay. I would only say, oh, it's a slight overpay if down the line we can't get anybody else because he's scared to go over the luxury tax. Yeah, if it comes down to that, I'm like, okay, in hindsight, maybe that deal. But obviously, he seems like he's going to put his money where his mouth is and is fine with spending the money and maybe going over that so yeah with, okay get your guy and you have plenty of money to spend right and and uh jim crane doesn't go away from his philosophy when it comes to contracts we we know he's not going to give out five over five or six year deals so it's not going to happen and when it comes to verlander dude if he wants between 40 and 45 crane's not going to do it in my opinion i, I just don't you're not going to hinder that much hinder your franchise, if you will, for two years for a 40-year-old pitcher. Like, regardless of how good their relationship is, regardless of when he wins his Cy Young, regardless of how much, you know, how, how good he pitched coming off of Tommy John and in the regular season to finally get his World Series win and on and on and on. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. And that's business. That is business. And Jim Crane doesn't go away from his philosophy. And the Astros have so much pitching depth if Justin Verlander does not stay with the Astros, then you know what's going to happen. Framber's your ace. 
you insert Christian Javier into the rotation, and then you get to see what you have in Hunter Brown and, and move on with everyone else that you still have. And there's still going to be money to play with. Who's to say that they don't go out and try to get a guy like Carlos Rodon? Like, Carlos Rodon, where's he at? He's, uh... Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's get into the free He's agents. 30. He's yeah. 30. Left-handed pitcher. What, not, he got a qualifying offer for tw- uh, for 19-7? Beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. Who's to say? You got breaking Terry, Terry Francona, Guardians head coach, AL manager of the year. Oh. Dusty Baker, okay. fourth. <laughs> What? Terry Francona, then Brandon Hyde of the Orioles, then Scott Service, then Dusty Baker, then Aaron Boone, and Kevin Cash. 2022 AL Manager of the Year. So, Terry Francona, I see it. The Orioles manager, I see it. Fuck Scott Service. He can go fuck him. Um, Dusty Baker, fourth, huh? That's tough, man. Fourth. Who who won it in the NL? Have they released that just yet? They have not. We'll, okay. We'll be yeah, we'll be right beep beep booping whenever that drops. Dude, is it gonna be Dave Roberts? Is that <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna win AL Manager of the Year? Um, let's let's uh, I'm gonna list you names of free agents that are. I, okay, uh, hold on. I, I, I have a name. I have a name that I want to like before you name that person. Who okay. I want kind of who I kind of think could the Astros can get. Okay. I think we decided to run it back. I do think Brantley and Yuli are there on the cheap, and you just—I I just don't think this outside of the shortstops is not a great class. Um, obviously, Aaron Judge and Degrom, but then it's everyone else. Um, Profar, Jerks and Profar. I when I was going down this list, and it got to Andrew Benintendi, and you see the age of twenty-eight, and then you go, you continue to scroll down. Um, and Jerks and Profar right above Anthony Rizzo, I kind of figured that's who you were going to be high on, and I, I wouldn't mind it. What is he? He's 30 years old. Uh, his AAV, the average AAV for him projected at 10 mil. I mean, that's on the cheap. That's it's on the cheap. And he plays, he's a Swiss Army knife. Right. Like, I mean, over, over his career, he could play other places. Like, I think that's a... A good cheap fit. I like uh, I like the jerks and Profar. I also like obviously uh, Anthony Rizzo officially re-signing with the Yankees, seventeen mil a year, two year, I think two or three year deal. Um, you think that was his agent floating the uh, the Astros? Definitely, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. had to be yeah. for sure, hundred percent. Good agent. Right, let, let, they, uh, let they threw was, Ken Rosenthal a bone. Hey, throw this out. So forth and so on. I mean, come on. Last night they released that news, and then today, this afternoon, he re-signs. Yes, hundred percent. That's an agent move, and that's a good agent. That's a good agent. Let's uh, let's go by position. Let's go by by position for the Astros. Who's available and who you would like? Uh, throw out some names. We're going to start with the outfield, and I'm going by their WAR in 2022. God, I love WAR. Aaron the Judge, statistic, obviously. Statistic. Let me let me say that statistic. <laughs> war as hell. Uh, twenty twenty two war. Aaron Judge is the leader, obviously. He ain't coming to Houston. He's uh projected at an eight year, three hundred million dollar deal. So a good thirty seven okay. and a half AAV. 
Wow. Next up is Brandon Nimmo. And this is a name that I like. Hi, it's uh, not. It's a pretty sexy years name. old. 5.4 war on the year last year. And you get him about a 20 AAV. So I think they could sign him for like three for 50. And what he plays center field? He <coughs> play all outfield, right? Yeah, he could play uh, center field, right field, and left field. Yep. And he's a left-handed hitter. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think I think I said three for fifty. I meant three for um, sixty. Sixty, yeah, yeah, three for sixty, sixty-five, something like that. But that brings us to first base. Do you consider offering thirty-six-year-old Jose Abreu a contract? That's the fan favorite name right now, right? Jose yeah. Abreu. Um, uh, it all depends. It all depends on what they do with Yuli. Can you get Yuli on a cheap, cheap, friendly deal? If, in my opinion, if you can get Yuli on a cheap, friendly deal for at least another year or two, then bring him back. You know what he's going to give you defensively. He's projected at one year, six million. Dude, that is. You talking about Yuli, right? <clears throat> yeah. That is. I mean, I dude, feel like it's a no-brainer. These. This- why my not? philosophy, my philosophy, I think is is you can you can punt later. Just do the Yuli deal now. Yeah, and if it's if it's not working, you have a trade deadline for a reason, and, and we've done really good at yeah. at finding stuff. Um, but you also have you have a, you're gonna have a full year David Hensley who's gonna be bouncing around at every every spot. I understand we need a length in the lineup for sure. And yeah. first base and DH, if you're going to go Jordan and left field, predominantly, you know, most of the season, uh, it's just not, it's not a great sexy class this year outside the shortstops. And so if you can save money to save money, like, you know, go yeah. roll, run it back with Yuli. And then if it, if it's still not the answer, they'll be, someone will be a seller come, you know, deadline time. Right. And, that, and yeah. now, now that you have, you know, whatever you have in the front office, assuming that they, they don't bring a GM, if it all comes back down to Crane, then the trade deadline will be probably pretty exciting for the Astros if they try to move a big piece. Yeah. So I think, I think with the Astros, this, like, I, I've tried to, because we can get into the, all the popular names and could they do this, could they do that? I think it comes down to two pieces in my mind for the Astros. Can you get Yuli Gurriel, which we just discussed, and can you get Michael Brantley? If Michael Brantley is healthy, he's one of the, he's going to hit 300. Like it's 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 inevitable for him to not hit 300. You can he think, stay healthy and can yeah. you get him on a team friendly deal? If you can, there's your DH. And, and if he stays healthy, he's one of the best hitters in the game. The power numbers might be down, but you put him somewhere in the lineup that he sets the table. If you get both, I mean, I would obviously only give Yuli like a one year deal, but like if you get Bradley for two, um, you get you get both those guys under 20 million. Like, why not? Um, right. The right. other side too, Brantley. Brantley's not going to be your two hole anymore. Obviously, that's no. Jeremy Pena. Like he adds a dynamic to the bottom half of your lineup and extends it. Well, Obviously, a lefty too, and a lefty yeah. bottom there. And it's it's not going to be like your typical DH that with you know twenty five thirty home runs. It's going to be someone that gives you hell of at bats and 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 helps helps Chas McCormick out down there. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, like, because, could you imagine Michael Brantley, a healthy Michael Brantley, in like your six or seven hole? <coughs> yeah, like that's well, then, incredible. Like, think imagine, about that. I, th- I, in my mind, a uh, perfect—not a perfect, but a great offseason would be 
getting Brantley Yuli back and getting Contreras. I think that Both lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I think that lineup being able to plug Contreras in his DH occasionally, catcher. Then you have Yuli, you have Brantley. I think that lineup's super deep. So and let's, I think let's, that's an, another reason why you're not going to sign Justin Verlander for that amount of money because now you can go do those deals. Yeah. You can, you can, you can lengthen your lineup. And obviously, Hunter Brown's now your Javier, and Javier's now in the rotation. Um, allows you to to be fluid and flexible, which we've seen works. You're not tied up um, or hamstrung by some contracts. So uh, I don't hate the Wilson Contreras idea. Um, I think he brings a lot to the table. He he, he rakes. It's just, um, do they want to do it? So what's the so let's dig into that Wilson Contreras real quick because obviously we read that they tried to James Click tried to trade uh Wilson Contreras or uh, Jose Arquiti straight up for Wilson Contreras but it was nixed by ultimately Jim Crane because Bagwell did some due diligence and he talked about it's not a good fit in the in the clubhouse. So from the outside people think oh Wilson Contreras probably not a good dude after reading that. But in reality it wasn't about that. It was about he was on a contract year and it would have, you know, he would have wanted all the playing time to try to yeah. play himself into a bigger con- contract, so forth and so on. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, coming coming in after the deadline, um, you know, Maldi's already established. And it's easy getting somebody like Vasquez was a lot easier to say, okay, you're only going to play every like third or fourth day. And Vasquez, a guy of his caliber and like style, he fit in perfectly with that. But somebody like Contreras, you're, you know, playing for a contract, probably one of the biggest catching names in the sport and you're going to say, sorry, Maldi's starting over you. Like that's a, yeah, that's a harder it was just conversation. A, it was a business, a business decision. So you have an opportunity to actually go get the guy you wanted essentially, um, or your ex ex GM wanted, and you didn't give up Jose or Kitty. Like that would have really upset me. And I, and I was adamant on here. I was adamant on Twitter that any trade with Jose or Kitty for a rental was, was going to be dumb because, <clears throat> Your kitty has three years of control. Obviously, he's an arm that can can extend eight innings. Um, he's he's won before, and honestly, you have an opportunity to, if you need to make a move this year for a first baseman or a catcher, whatever decision, or if someone gets hurt, you have an arm that you can trade that has two years of control. Like so, so punting it for a a, a rental catcher then. Would have really, really pissed me off. Um, now you have, you know, stable starting pitchers in that. And if you were willing to trade them again this year, um, you have an opportunity to have one of the hottest names on the on the trade market. Really, I mean, yeah. Who doesn't I mean, want a starting the, pitcher the, the that's young name. with yeah with with years of control? Like, so yeah. yeah, that would have really pissed me off last last year. Let me so uh, are, could, go ahead, Josh. Go I was just going to say the, the pop the popular names, uh, Josh Bell. That's that's still there, still yeah. there. Anthony Anthony Rizzo, like I said earlier, off the off that list. Um, who else? <laughs> uh, obviously, we've already talked about Jose Abreu, and then let's look at um, you said Jerks and Profar. Uh, Andrew Benintendi is an interesting name. Uh, Twenty eight years old, probably going to get somewhere between I don't know thirteen to fifteen million. Probably fourteen million just off of the numbers that we've looked at. He's left. He can play left and he can play right. Throws left, bats left. Um, yeah, look, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mind. 
Benintendi at all. But I think the popular names were Abreu, Rizzo, and Josh Bell. And Josh Bell's still out there. Abreu's still out there. But again, like I said, it just comes back to Yuli and Michael Brantley. What do you do with those two guys? Yeah. Let me. It, and if yeah. I think, I think Yuli, I think he wants to keep playing. Obviously, I don't know what the injury is, but what if, what if he's not here? I mean, it makes sense he goes to Alcor, right? Right. You know? Yeah. So you can see that. Um, I hope Yuli comes back. I really do. Let me ask you all this question to, to finish off this podcast. If you could trade, Winning one more World Series in the next two years, but then we're then we are downhill and we experience a Jerry Jones. You know this this fear of 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 Crane becoming yes. a Jerry Jones. I don't even you, know what the other win, win of the next no, one yes. or two years. No, and then my, it's my kids the next, to deal with it. I don't the next fifteen years. It's Jerry Jones Cowboys mess, or continue. You know the Lundhouse strategy. Be competitors every year, but you know it's a it's not a guarantee. Look, you the, give me the, you give me two more titles, my kids could suffer through through all the the pain that I have to now as a Cowboy fan. Like, dude, you give me two more titles, I'll take that deal. Not one, and that's that trade off. But if you give me two, a hundred percent. Like the kidding the me? Window. Four titles? Are you kidding me? Four titles? My kids, they can they can watch the holograms in the future. I don't care. No. I'll, I'll tell them about the good days. The window is so wide open for the Astros. Go win as many as you can right now. Win now. Worry about the rest later. Give me as many titles as possible right now. You, they could. This team is so deep pitching-wise. They have such a legitimate shot of going back to back. It's ridiculous. I and know they, sports are hard. Baseball is hard, and it's hard to win back to back titles. But they have so much pitching depth. I was and yeah. their bullpen is returning. Like, dude, they have such a good shot at 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 going back to back. Give me all the titles as soon as possible. I was looking at it, and uh, the only pitchers the Astros lost. One of the best pitching staffs almost of all time. They lost Verlander. They brought back Montero, so he doesn't count. And Will Smith. That's it. <laughs> the rest, of, the whole rest of the staff is back. And you replace essentially Justin Verlander with a Christian Javier. And yeah. Hunter Brown. Yeah. yeah. Christian Javier is so significantly a lot less money than forty million a year. Christian yeah. Javier is arguably your best arm in the rotation. Yeah, yeah, he's your slotted three guy. I mean, like you, you look at it, your your top three without Verlander, it's Framber, it's Lance McCullers, and it's Christian Javier. Oh, and then you can trot out Luis Garcia and Jose Urquidy. <laughs> and if you oh, get if you buddy. get if you get ten or eleven starts from Hunter Brown next year, I mean, and who knows there there might be a name and there might be a name that that comes that comes in from AAA. Yeah. Who knows what yeah. Forrest Willie is gonna what Forrest Willie is gonna pan out to be? Little JP he, France. Yeah, JP France was just added to the forty man. Um, yeah, he's he's gonna be got, a Seth Martinez. He'll probably find his way back into the bullpen. He pitched well when he came up, dude. Like, think about how much depth that we just talked about, and all these guys are staying here. <laughs> yeah, dudes, give me all the title. <laughs> I I think I think we're we're spoiled. And obviously, there's to wrap it all up. There's like if you're Team Crane or Team Click, 
But at the end of the day, the Astros are still built and should be the favorites to win it all again next year. Um, nothing changes from Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman and Jeremy Pena and Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and Chaz McCormick and then all the pitchers being named. Like, there's nothing changes, like, unless unless the commissioner comes in and is like, the Astros don't exist anymore. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't would be know. happy with that. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I understand the frustrations, but the reality is different than perception. Like, the reality is they are built for the next decade and to to win and, and to play for pennants and to play for championships. Like, I said it before the season started, like, playing for the pennant is the new baseline for the Houston Astros. Like, obviously, baseball's a crapshoot, and, Balls bounce your way and they don't bounce your way. We've seen it on both sides. We, we, we've seen Grinky get pulled and we've seen Wheeler get pulled. We, we like, we, we've been on both sides of it. Like, but you have an opportunity. You have a, an owner and, and team that is willing to say, fuck it. Let's go win some more. Like, why not? So yep. I think that's really, that's really fucking cool. Uh, last thing. Did you guys go to Raisin Canes to see Jeremy Payne? <laughs> Did not we go did to not, games. Did not did, get the three finger combo. No, you got you got. <laughs> so you guys didn't go. So what you're telling me? There was a no, but, dude. Did I, you my see good buddy people? gave me a gift card? Dude, did you see how many Beatles. people were there? It's the yeah. Beatles. It's the Beatles. Did you it's see like, how many people? The Beatles, Bieber, Jeremy Pena. <laughs> like yeah, it's amazing to see. The season that Jeremy Pena has had. We were there in spring training. We sat with, what was his name from Fayetteville, Des? The, uh, the hitting coach uh, that we sat Jose with? Jose Puentes. We talked to him during the last game where Pena hit a two-run double to right center. No, it was a two-home run game. Yeah, he hit two balls. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. And the question was, <laughs> how are the Astros going to replace Carlos Correa? Well, here's Jeremy Pena. The power is going to surprise people from what we were told, but what is going to happen with the defense? Is he going to be a typical rookie? Is he going to boot balls around left and right? Okay. Comes out hot, hits a little bit of a slump. Obviously he's a rookie lot, heavy dose of sliders, goes into the postseason, plays out of his mind. He's an a ALCS MVP world series MVP. And then he's selling out raising canes with like a billion people that just want to look at him. Bro, they were there at 9am the day before. Yeah, that, and he was only there for crazy. an hour. That's crazy to me. He's the Beatles. He's the absolute Beatles right now. And look, I know. He was, dude, he was working out on the backfields in West Palm Beach in the spring. He was working out in the backfields with the other minor leaguers at one point. Like, I, I know. I know that. He's a son of a former major league baseball player. He carries himself like he's been a big leaguer for 10 years. But there's no preparation for, for when you win a World Series MVP. And this is a whole new charter wars for him. Um, I'm glad he's grounded. I'm glad he has a great team around him. Um, but the city of Houston loves a kid. I mean, yeah, I've never seen the more perfect uh, meme template of the guy looking back at the new girl and his girlfriend's like staring at him than what the city of Houston's done with Jeremy Pena and Carlos Correa. Like, just... Carlos is an afterthought, which is crazy because Carlos Correa is a, is a champion here and and did so many great things here and had so many big moments. And this kid just stepped in and 
just did more in year one, which is blows my mind. But um, shout out to uh, kids shout, out to, shout out to uh, University of Maine, the Black Bears, baby. Bananas, the Bears, the mascot up in Maine, huh? Jeremy Pena, home of Jeremy Pena. A little, little cold up there. Crazy man, what a year! What a year! It's, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. I would have retired. Uh, what's that? I would have retired. I would have retired after one year. What I mean, what else? I can't do anything else. So you would play one year in Major League Baseball Just and then retire? Boots is dog. I've won. I've done everything. No, I completed. I, I beat the game. I beat the yeah. game. And then, but you don't even get another uh, another contract. You wouldn't play a couple more years to get another. All right, contract. of course, I'm gonna get the money, contract. dude. I know, but like, I just, I don't, I don't. He completed everything. Retire? What do you, What happens when you beat all the missions? You keep going. All right, dude. More. It's like what? What did Kobe Bryant used to say? R.I.P. The great, the goat, Mamba. More. 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 So you would retire after one season? What you're telling me right it's now? Just being facetious. Oh, oh, good work. Good. Word, word, macro, word day. micro, and facetious. Good mustache, too, Des. Cancun Des in the house, like man. I'm no shade November, dude. Hey, are you, got, are, you, are you guys healthy again? Are we okay? How are oh, we feeling? Man, we're good. We're rolling. Good. Yeah, we're good. Let's end this. Let's end this. Make sure you like, subscribe, unsubscribe, hit that, smash that like button. I guess now that we're not in the playoffs, Josh doesn't get to take us out anymore? No. He, he still uh, Smash that like button if you like Brian's sleepiness and showing up late to this podcast just smash that like button we waited two hours for the kid it was literally 35 minutes best nap of his life best nap i woke up and didn't know what year it was (laughs) smash that like button it was dark in here i didn't know if it was raining or not i don't know what was going on all All right right, bring us out josh yeah dude bring us out i'm not the people are here to this podcast the people are here to watch you and listen to to bring it out what? The people, the people tune in for you, man. They do not. They definitely yes, do they not. Do. I'm they a little, do. I'm a little ball in the corner. Brian, you're the host. Bring us Why out. Why do you even? That's another question. Why do you even make yourself a little ball in the corner? Like I don't want. I'm not trying to be. This is y'all show. It's oh, our yeah. show. It's our <laughs> big hour, guys. Big so hour, you're not guys. taking us out? No. You're driving a driving a hard. <laughs> No, I said it. Look, everyone that's still watching and listening, this is like click versus crane right here. Who's gonna who's gonna share? That was last year. This this year, new year. All right. (laughs) Fine, dude. Whatever. All right. That's gonna do it for another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des1, at Jostros1, and of course at Apollo HOU. We will be back in a couple of days. Until next time, peace. Love you guys.